With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Second hour of Clay and Buck starts right now, and we have been discussing on the show pretty much daily the last couple of weeks the prospect of a Trump indictment by this uh, special counsel, Jack Smith. Now, let me say, this is one of those times where I hope all of the reporting from the Democrat media is wish casting. I I hope that their whole mentality of you know the walls are closing in and the obsession they have with anything to get Trump is justified in any moment now they will finally get what they've wanted for years which is Trump to be branded a criminal and even to spend time in a prison cell. That is what the Democrat base wants that is not a fringe uh, belief among democrats that is what they want to happen and i think we have to take all of this seriously just because one they've already indicted the republican front runner in new york city now that one i've said this all along i think my analysis is looking even more uh prescient maybe than when i first said it i think the new york indictment was the break in the dam for what was going to come later. The There's no downside for Alvin Bragg in New York City to bring this criminal charge against Trump. There's downside for the rule of law. There's downside for New Yorkers who think to themselves, uh, can Republicans get a fair trial in this town? Is that really a thing now? Are we in not just a one-party state politically, but from a law and order judicial system criminal justice perspective is new york city a place where you cannot get a fair trial as a republican i think you know unless unless maybe you're in like local court in staten island i think the answer is yeah you can't get a fair trial certainly if you're a republican politician not with alvin bragg calling the shots so that was the first prosecution as we know that's still to be decided i think that the case uh the Trial is set for, what is it, next March? Oh, you mean right in the absolute thick of the Republican primary. 
It's a criminal trial. Trump's going to have to show up. This isn't a civil trial. You can't have this in absentia, you know, the lawyers will handle it. It's a criminal trial. As absurd as it is, that process is going to go through. The process is the punishment. Don't ever forget it. Democrats live by that maxim. But now we have the the latest on uh, the possible federal charges against Donald Trump. Now, if you remember Andrew Weissman, Andrew Weissman, just as a quick review, was they called him Mueller's pit bull. He was the guy who was really running the first special counsel investigation of Donald Trump under when when Trump was president, the so-called Mueller probe. And then we had that moment where they'd all said, oh, Mueller, you know, Mueller is a FBI director and a former Marine and as as American as as anybody could, you know, as much an American patriot as anybody could ever be. And he'll do what's right. And then we saw him up there, and he's like, well, you know, I don't really know what, uh, you know, the stuff and the things, and they're uh, going after, you know, I don't know. And it it was really a uh, shock. I wasn't expecting that when they had Mueller uh, finally being asked questions by Congress, and everyone goes, this guy should have been retired many years ago. Why did they do that? Because Weissman is a Democrat attack guy and we all know it so they had to have Mueller as the figurehead Weissman as the guy who was really trying to end the Trump presidency he was hoping to get a special counsel under Mueller that would have put forward charges a recommendation of charges that even if the DOJ which you know it's Trump's DOJ had not acted on would have been the basis for an impeachment and removal proceeding in the Congress that was the hope. Obviously, that didn't happen. But so Weissman is here saying it is clear, and I want to tell you what the reporting is on this. We can see just because he's a partisan hack doesn't mean that everything he says is untrue. Even the most uh, aggressive propagandists will tell you all throughout history, you have to have some truth. You can't just lie all the time. There has to be some baseline truth. And I think the baseline truth here for Weissman is, Charges against Trump based on where things are in the process are likely. And I'm not talking about six months from now. These charges could come down next week. That's what most people are saying. Here he is, play eight. It is legally permissible and possible to tell someone they were a target, to issue a target letter, and for them eventually not to be charged. But I think when you're talking about the former president, this is something that is complying sort of with a pro forma DOJ rule, and it's just something that happens before you charge. And I think in many ways, it's it's not news. Um, everyone's known, including the defense camp, that Donald Trump has been the target of this investigation for quite some time this is really a formality and i think there's no question that he is going to get charged i think it's just a question now of when and if it's going to be in florida or dc now they have a grand jury uh in miami this was reported earlier this week so as i'm talking to you here not not far from where i am they have a grand jury that has been meeting um, in secret, as they do. And there have been senior Trump aides, uh, a former Trump spokesman, and others have been called to testify in front of that grand jury in Miami, here in Florida. 
there's so it could be DC, it could be Florida where their the charges are officially and where where the uh, trial ends up being held. But the point that he makes that I think we have to look at seriously is everybody knows why is it a special counsel because it involves Trump, right? That's how this whole thing came together. So of course he's the target of the inquiry. Why is DOJ informing officially, reported on here in the New York Times, it's, it's all over the place. Why are they reporting on this, uh, this step? Because I do think that this is just going through the motions before they're going to put charges officially against Trump that he's going to be indicted. So what they're really saying here, um, This is from the New York Times piece in this. In court papers last year, prosecutors indicated that they were scrutinizing whether Mr. Trump had broken laws governing governing the handling of national security documents and whether he had obstructed government efforts to retrieve them. Mr. Trump was found to have had more than 300 documents with classified markings at Mar-a-Lago, his private club and residence, including some found in a search there by FBI agents two months after lawyers for the president said a diligent search had not turned up any more. Now, here's where this is going to be uh, a big fight. Are the documents classified if Trump says they're not? Uh, It's not actually an easy question for the Democrats who want to take him down to answer, not by the letter of the law. He was the president of the United States. If he says that he took these documents because he declassified them, there's some process, but it's not codified process. It's if the president, let me give you what I mean. We used to call it when I was the CIA, we called it when a president goes on TV, it's real time declassification. So if Obama went on TV, for example, and he did in different capacities and say, yeah, there are drone strikes we're doing in Pakistan. Whoa, hold on a second. Wait, we don't, we don't talk about that. Oh, well, he's the president. So he says it. And guess what? He's allowed to. That is now real-time declassification, something that you know lower-level government employees would never be able to talk about. So that's just the decision of the commander in chief. So with and they're gonna. I know all the Democrats and all the lawyers that hate Trump are all gonna be. Oh my gosh! But you know there has to be a there has to be this thing where he asks the community, and that's generally how they do it. But that's not always how it's done. And since it's not always how it's done. The reality here, you could say the presidential custom has to be taken into account. So what they're if the documents are not, in fact, classified, meaning that Trump has declassified, this is going to be at the heart of the dispute. What are we even talking about now? What they're going to say is that he that him and his people knew they had documents that were still rightly classified, that they lied about having those documents. And that's where the obstruction comes in. They also may try to hit him with a mishandling national defense information uh, charge here. Now, we will see. Here we go. Trump, by the way, responding on uh, Truth Social. Now, this was in response to him being told he was going to be indicted. Reports were all out on that yesterday. Trump responded, no one has told me I'm being indicted. And I shouldn't be because I've done nothing wrong, but I have assumed for years that I am a target of the weaponized DOJ and FBI. Well, he definitely is a target of the weaponized DOJ and FBI.
Um, so we know that. I don't think they're going to go through all of this. I don't think they're going to go through this whole process and not bring charges. I don't think the Democrat apparatus could allow that. Right? Think about this from their side of the chessboard. They're going to have another special counsel, another special counsel meant to get Trump. And this one's also not going to recommend charges at the end. What a, what a, in an election year, what are the chances of that? Right. Think about it from the perspective of Democrat deviousness. Think about how they're trying to play this out. And I think you get to a much uh, more likely place. Um, so it's, it's stunning that this is where we are. Um, it's upsetting because for the country, this is such a, this is such an abuse of the public trust. Would they be bringing these charges against Donald Trump if he wasn't running? Now they do hate him a lot, so it's possible that the answer is yes, but I think most likely no. I think they view this as an opportunity to stop him while he's running and think about the way this would be such a, a flexing of muscles for the Democrat machinery. Not only will they be saying, we'll turn the DOJ against you, we'll even do it in an election year for your presidential frontrunner. Oh, oh, what message does that send to all the rest of us? If if you think that they wouldn't do this to anybody else, I think, you know, you're not paying attention, right? We all know this. Their belief is... That by by taking Donald Trump and prosecuting him while he's running for president, the chilling effect on everybody else on the right, on all conservatives, is see, we control this system. You think these elections matter? We'll get you no matter who you are. We'll get you even if you're a former president, if you stand in our way and if you threaten the system. Is that the message that is going to be received? Is it going out? I, I am sitting here. I pray for the country that we do not have to go through this, that the Democrats, maybe just for their own selfish reasons, they think, oh, wait, but if we do that, maybe it'll rally everybody behind everybody behind Trump, and maybe, you know, then Trump will actually be in an even stronger position to beat Biden. So it hasn't happened yet, but I think psychologically the right has to prepare for this. And what are we going to do about it? One thing that I haven't heard from anybody, even the most the most ardent of all of uh, of the people who are in Trump's circle and around him, and and the people that are all in on voting for him as their candidate in this primary, what is the response going to be? Yeah, he'll fight it. I know that, but fighting it while he's running, that itself is unfair, right? So, what are we going to do? I haven't heard a good answer. I don't have the answer yet, but maybe that small chance this doesn't come to pass. I think it will. I think it will. I think the country has to get ready for it because this takes us into uncharted territory in a really unsettling way. All right. Take the guesswork out of where you're going to find the energy to make every day a winner. Rely on Chalk's male vitality stack as a solution. This is a supplement uh, set that is made with only natural ingredients. The leading one has been proven to improve testosterone levels in men's bodies by some 20% in the first three months, which helps with those energy levels. 
There are many more benefits that come from the daily consumption of chalk supplements, each one setting you up for success. You can learn more about them at chalk.com. That's C-H-O-Q.com. Order now, get 35% off your chalk subscription for life when you use my name, Buck, in your purchase process. There's something for everyone at Chalk. Whether you're looking to improve your energy, focus, hormone health, hair, or skin, Chalk has something for you. Go online to Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. That's C-H-O-Q.com. Get 35% off when you use my name, Buck, in your purchase process. One truth revealed after another. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Things got a little tense, a little sassy, a little uh, aggressive over on The View between a couple of the co-hosts there. Uh, Sonny Hostin, who is, I believe, the biggest leftist at the table, uh, someone who all all of she wholeheartedly endorses all of the worst ideas of the Democrat left and the and the uh, socialist uh, wackos in this country. 
Um, and then there's uh, Alyssa Farah Griffin, who is a former Trump White House communications director who now um, makes a, a living trashing Trump every day. That is her job is to be on the view trash Trump every day. But when Mike Pence came up, things uh, things took an interesting turn here and they it got a little nasty because. Uh, Griffin is not willing to just completely trash Pence, it seems, but Sonny Hostin is. Play one. What scares me, Alyssa, is that you are incapable of defending a man that you worked for, that you I know am not, of. Oh, no, no. Why did you, you ask me a question you're saying rather that you than... Need to hear, I did ask you a question. She oh, did. I had a and, I and, you, and you said that you needed to hear more from him. And I don't need to hear more from Pence for several reasons. Because when I lived well, in Well, you just accuse me of something, so why don't you let me actually answer? You're not going to no, vote for a Republican no, ever. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to finish what I'm going to say. Um, the thing about Pence here is that when I lived in Indiana and I went to Notre Dame, he had a terrible approval rating because of the way he treated the AIDS crisis. Awful. Uh, A lot of people died because of him. A lot of people died because of how he handled the COVID crisis. He was actually defended Cornell West yesterday, who would destroy our country. He also um, was a parrot for Trump. Don't make this personal. Let's hear. Sonny likes to make it personal with me. Sonny likes to make it personal. Hey, you hear this? Ooh. Ouch. But here's the reality. Uh, it's a Democrat platform meant to uh, cater to the political ignorance and prejudices of Democrats. So if you're there as a former Republican or an independent or whatever, your job isn't to get to make an argument. Your job isn't get, isn't, a, isn't to say a nice thing about Mike Pence. It is to be lectured by libs about how awful you are, right? That's the whole, uh, there's a lesson in that, folks. As we see what's going on at CNN and all these other places, Lib Media, they don't care how dishonest they are. In fact, that's the point. The point is the propaganda in the first place. If your home is in need of a fresh set of towels or multiple sets for that matter, My Pillow has your answer right now. Their latest offer is on their six-piece towel set. You want to wrap yourself up in these. The set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. Comes with two baths, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailing for $99.98. But right now, you can get this set on clearance for $25 with our names as the promo code Clay and Buck. It's over 70% in savings. $25 for a six-piece towel set. You know these are going to sell out fast. Look, your towels get old, and these are better than the towels you have. So why not update, refresh, or just get some new ones because it's time. Find this offer right now at MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square. This is a clearance price, $25 on a six-piece towel set. Enter promo code Clay and Buck or call 800-792-3269. That's 800-792-3269. All right, so let's talk about the way the Biden administration claims that it has been handling the issue of crime nationwide. Now, crime is mostly a state and local issue, but there are certainly federal components to it and when you see what the narrative is from the democrats the national democrat narrative uh starting in 2020 and how it has continued to this day you can see that something very much changed there's a a nonpartisan think tank the council on criminal justice this was um uh 
looked at just a, a few, what was this, a few months ago. And it says that it tells you the following, right? That, so this is for the beginning of 2023, that for last year, the last year for which we have full data, um, the homicide rate pretty much stayed the same across the country. Now, there are some who will try to tell you, oh, okay, it dropped like three or 4%. Some will tell you, well, you know, it dropped a little bit. It's up nationally. 30% since 2019, 34% actually. So you're talking about a third, more than a third um, increase in homicides that is now a durable new metric. Like that line is staying where it is. And this is something that I would I would hope would be a massive priority of anybody in a position of politics to deal with it. But I, I think you need to need to hear this. Corinne Jean-Pierre wants you to know that the Biden administration has already dealt with the crime problem. Play six. Recent study shows that 50 percent of retail workers have seen some sort of retail theft and another nearly 50 percent are afraid to go to work. So is the president aware of retail theft and how come the problems become so pervasive under his tenure? So, look, what I can tell you is unlike congressional Republicans, the president has taken action. He has taken action to deal with the crime, hiring police officers. You've seen that from his actions that he's taken to cut crime. And it started with the American Rescue Plan. The American Rescue Plan had billions of dollars. Uh, that went into communities to hire police officers. So we have taken actions. We have made sure that we do everything that we can to try and protect communities and to make sure that police officers are hired. I mean, that's just nonsense, right? What does she even say? Hiring police. Okay, where are you hiring the police officers? What are you telling the police officers to do? Well, you don't, as a federal government, you don't really tell them anything, but what is their mission? Are they able to do their jobs? Or is the Biden White House with the DOJ acting as the intermediary going to make some uh, consent decree necessary for a police department? You know, there are police departments that because of racism allegations have federal overwatch on them. And then everyone goes, oh, gosh, and they have to share all their data and who are they arresting and all the rest of it. Yeah. 50 percent. Think about that. 50 percent. This is from the White House. She's. Being asked this question by, by uh, wasn't a Fox News guy, I don't think. I don't know who that was. But by one of the members of the press corps, 50% of retail workers are afraid to go to work because of all the crime. Think about that. Now, they're always telling you in these different cities, oh, but, you know, it's it's mostly just property crime. Why should you have to worry if if someone is willing to go into a store that you work in and brazenly not I mean, the old shoplifting? Can we just talk about this for a second? It used to be shoplifting was somebody, you know, stole some merchandise, stuffed it up their shirt or, you know, put it in their pant leg and tried to walk out with nobody paying. That was our old version of shoplifting by and large in America. The new version, the Democrat, the post-George Floyd BLM 2.0 version of shoplifting is get a big bag like Santa Claus would have and fill it with all the gifts you want, except it's stolen merchandise, and then just 
walk out of the place. Just, you know, take take the big bag of your stolen goods and know that the retail workers around you, they feel demeaned in this process. Their jobs are, over the long run, put at risk by this process because the stores are getting robbed so much that they can't make money and then they get shut down. See San Francisco, what's going on there? See the Whole Foods in downtown San Fran that was supposed to serve Twitter headquarters that had, what was it, 500 911 calls in one year? Something crazy like that. 480 or 450 or something. More than one a day. Oh, okay. What changed? Well, when you have a criminal who walks into one of these stores and understands that they can steal more in five minutes than they would make in, say, a minimum wage job in a a day or a week. And they don't care about the damage they're doing to society. They don't care about theft as a bad thing that people should not do. They know that the retail employees, I mean, I, I mentioned to you yesterday, the CEO of Lululemon stands behind firing two employees for trying to stop somebody from stealing. It's just stuff, he says. Okay. Interesting. That's one approach. And I mean, think about it. Those people lost their jobs. They, they, they lost their jobs. They've been working for this company in a Lululemon, and they are fired and treated horribly for trying to do the right thing, which is to stop someone from stealing. But no, Democrats, especially rich Democrats like the CEO of Lululemon, it's an opportunity to virtue signal. Oh, you know, I don't care. It's, you know, people need it more than we do. Let them steal. Let them take the stuff. We'll be fine. I mean, I might have to shut down a few stores and fire hardworking people who show up and do the right thing. But, you know, I'll, I'll seem like I'm a big supporter of Democrat left policies in all of this. Um, oh wow. The team sent me this. This is, this is, this gives you a sense of where things are. This is from the New York Post. A pair of shady teenagers sank to a new low when they looted an eight year old boy's Upper West Side sidewalk lemonade stand. The crooks waited until Julian Lynn had his back turned. They snatched his money jar with $150. And ran away, on well, drove away on two scooters. It was a scooter. Drive-by scooter theft. I feel disappointed in humanity, the young entrepreneur told I love the Upper West Side.com. I didn't realize that somebody would want to rob an eight-year-old. Of course they do. Of course they do. Robbed, robbed a little eight-year-old boy. Think about it. Think, think about what kind of person does that. Do you think the kind of person who would, in broad daylight, rob an eight-year-old boy's lemonade stand, do you think they're going to go on to be uh, road scholars and start their own businesses and do great things? I don't think they're on a very good path. Do you think it's better to let them get away with it? Or if the cops catch them, to just say, yeah, you know, no big deal. No problem. We don't want to put this on anyone's record. We don't want to make things harder for them. Right. This is what's going on. And every sane, honest person sees it. Um, Democrats have gone as far as they can to effectively legalize crime. This is also why going back to the 
stealing with bags full of the stolen merchandise, even if the cops come, nothing's going to happen to these people. They have no fear anymore of the consequences of their law-breaking. So why would they stop? Why would they stop? And this is why when I say, when I say that these are decisions that are being made, notice how many times Democrat policies in the major cities, we, we hear about some horrible crime. Someone's, you know, pushed another person in front of a subway train. That happened recently in New York City on the, on the Upper East Side. A young woman, she's paralyzed now because some vagrant maniac threw her in front of a train. Guy has long history of drug abuse, many interactions with police, all this stuff. How many times can you get arrested before they do something? Well, you know, Alvin Bragg and, uh, and the, the district attorneys in places like Philadelphia, St. Louis, San Francisco, their real approach is, look, you steal as much as you want. We're not going to do anything to you. You know, break into a car, steal some cars, do all that stuff. You know, that's that's just property crime. After the 50th arrest, though, if we catch you because you murdered somebody, we might have to lock you up for a bit. That seems to be the mentality. These people who do the horrible things have been arrested many, many, many times. Maybe it would be better if there was some real punishment for all of the crimes they had been doing before. Maybe they would have been taken out of society for a while so that they wouldn't have posed a risk to their fellow human beings. This this is not complicated stuff, really. It's actually quite straightforward. But Democrats would rather live in a country where they get to feel virtuous at the expense of others, where they get to virtue signal among their fancy friends at uh, Malibu and Hampton's cocktail parties, while the Working people day to day, retail is one of the biggest employers in the whole country. I think something like 10% of the workforce is in retail in some capacity. Half of them are scared to do their jobs. Why? Because if some maniac shows up half naked, you know, throwing bottles of urine around, stealing stuff and threatening to stab somebody, the cops will arrive and say, all right, we'll kind of take him out of here, but the DA's going to let him go. Welcome to Democrat dystopia. That's the country we live in now. I hope people take it, take this into account when they think about who they want to put in power and who they're going to vote for. But uh, the brainwashing among the libs is very powerful on this stuff. All right, on to something happy here. If you're one of the millions of Americans who've watched one or more of Hillsdale College's online video series, you're going to love this news. They've taken to audio again with a brand new podcast network. Hillsdale College's team of professors and administrators have assembled a group of podcasts you're going to want to dive into. There are a variety to choose from, like the Hillsdale Dialogues, the Radio Free Hillsdale Hour, or the Larry Arn Show. You're going to learn, be inspired, and want to share them with friends and family. These are great for road trips while out walking, cooking, or doing chores around the house. Check out the Hillsdale College Podcast Network, the good, the true, and the beautiful in audio form. Go to Clay and Buck for Hillsdale.com. That's Clay and Buck for Hillsdale.com. Heard it on the show? Hear more on the podcast. Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives. More content, more common sense.
Find the guys on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We're going to be talking here in just a few minutes um, about Bernie Sanders. He's back. He's out there talking about the climate change. If we don't become socialists altogether, then the skies will turn red. And the seas will boil, and it's terrible. Bernie's out there. You'll hear from Bernie in a second. It's all about climate change. Uh, the smoke in New York. Can't make this stuff up. Doesn't seem like there's anything we can do to convince them to stop being so crazy. Um, it's uh, pretty remarkable, but this is unfortunately where... Actually, you know what? Here, let's start. Before we get to... Um, Wait, do we have we do we have Bernie somewhere? We'll get to Bernie in a few minutes. Um, something else though, we were talking about the Trump, uh, the possible charges against Trump. Likely now, I think you could say they're they're imminent is maybe too strong, but they're more than likely. This is more than a coin flip. It's going to happen, and it's going to happen soon. What about the um, what about the charges against the Biden crime family? No, I know there. It's not going to happen with Joe Biden, but what about Hunter Biden? This is interesting, isn't it? The people, 
Every person who goes on TV, if we lived in a world or a country where fairness in the justice system was still the goal of both sides, I'm here to tell you it is not the goal for Democrats. They do not care. The same way that journalism became an anti-Trump operation, justice is now an anti-Trump operation as far as they are concerned. But they should all be asked the question, if Donald Trump is so awful, if he's so bad and deserves these charges, and that's just what the law demands, right? Even the good sense of um, protecting our, our polity going forward and not criminalizing politics, that can't be the primary consideration. The law demands it. Okay. Does the law not demand charges against Hunter Biden, the son of the sitting president. Senator Rand Paul brings up this question about Hunter Biden and what he was doing. Play clip 21. There's certainly some irony to the fact that they impeached Donald Trump because he tried to pressure people to investigate the bribery scandal. Now the impeachment's gone, but the bribery scandal is still there. And for the first time, someone's looking at it. I'm proud of Jamie Comer. He's from my state. I think he's doing a great job investigating this, and they shouldn't let go. I haven't seen enough of the facts to know if, if Joe Biden was involved with, with accepting money. I think without question, Hunter Biden was accepting money and peddling his father's influence. And I think much of that was illegal and hasn't been prosecuted. Whether or not Joe Biden was directly involved, it should be, it should be investigated. Yeah. Hunter was peddling influence. Hunter was taking bribes. That's what was happening. And you've, you've noticed something here. The Clinton Foundation was essentially a pass through for bribes to the Clintons. This has now become normalized among Democrats. Oh, sure. Take whatever money you want. We'll, we'll cover for you as long as you're important to the party. You know what I think? I wish Clay were here. We could talk about this, uh, this right now. You know when I think Hunter Biden faces charges or, or has to worry about charges? When Joe Biden's no longer president and can't be run and, and can't run for president again. So either when he steps down, if he were to win in 2024, or if he were pushed aside now, that's when Hunter Biden, because then he's not necessary for the party anymore. And the Democrats will turn around and say, see, justice really is blind. You know, yeah, right. Where are the charges right now? We've known about this. One of the reasons I've been saying I don't think that they're going to do anything real against Hunter Biden, the, the biggest way the machine can protect the Bidens is to make it go away. So they say, oh, we've, we've reached an accommodation. Hunter's going to pay a fine, and he's going to be uh, on probation, and he'll you know plead to uh, misdemeanor tax evasion or something. And, you know, that because that, then they say, see, we dealt with it. The real issue is, are they willing to give him the same treatment they would give any of you, which would be, you're going to go to prison for a while. I don't think they're going to do that. I still I still don't see it. And it's certainly not in an election year for Joe Biden, and not while Joe Biden's in office. But I think it's important to keep all this in mind as they pretend that this is all about the rule of law, and it's all about our justice system, and that's why Trump has to be indicted. What? They're going to lecture us? about the rule of law the biden crime family is laughing all the way to the foreign bank account and we're supposed to think that this is no big deal i'm sorry we're not letting this go 
A lot of smoke up in New York. Bernie Sanders and others are saying it's climate change. Talk about that and more coming up here in just a moment. Stick around, team. Clay and Buck going strong on this Thursday. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 